Good morning and Happy New Year. I can't think of a better way to start a new year than worshiping our Lord and Savior. And we are so honored by your presence. If you are visiting with us, welcome. And thank you for choosing to be with us today. We would love to get to know you better. There will be people at the welcome desk in the atrium following the service. We would love to get to know you. We have a welcome gift for you. We can answer questions that you may have. And if you're a regular attender or a member, it's great to see you. Thank you for being here. We have a digital platform to make it very easy for you to connect with us. You simply have to text the number 904-441-6900. If you text the word CONNECT, that gives you a way to let us know any prayer requests that you have, any questions that you have. If you text the word NEWS, that will let you know what's going on in the life of our church. And if you text the word GIVE, that will give you options of how you can give your tithes and offerings. A few announcements in observance of New Year's Day. The office will be closed tomorrow, but Tuesday everybody's back and everything's starting to get up and going again for the new year. On Wednesday, January the 11th, there will be LifeHouse combined with youth and they will meet in the CLC for a night of worship at 6 p.m. That's Wednesday, January the 11th. Also on that night, women's ministry and kids praise ministry will be having leadership dinner and training on those evenings. And then the following Wednesday, January the 18th, everything is back as normal. Kids praise, women's ministry, men's ministry, youth, and various other things that you can find in the bulletin and also by looking at our website. We want to thank you again for being with us and we look forward to the great things that God has in store for you and for the life of our church in the year 2023. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like the chaff that the wind drives away. In Psalm 1, the writer makes a clear, a clear distinction between those who walk in righteousness and honor God with their lives and those who turn away from God, scoff at his word, and walk in the counsel of the wicked. Those whose lives and actions are pleasing in God's eyes seek his face daily, meditate on his precepts, and are like healthy, vibrant trees firmly planted by streams of living water. Please stand if you're able. And join us in singing, Like a River Glorious.
You are being renewed in the spirit of your minds. Put on the new man, the one created according to God's likeness in his righteousness and purity of the truth. For our boast is this, the testimony of our conscience that we have conducted ourselves in the world and especially toward you with God-given sincerity and purity not by fleshly wisdom, but by God's grace. The world is full of messages for mankind, some spoken softly, but mostly blasted from the rooftops. And no matter how hard we try to ignore them, far too many end up reaching our ears and our eyes, imprinting themselves on our minds, and affecting our actions on a daily basis. Just do it. You deserve a better life. It doesn't get any better than this. But the messages from God are different. Turn back to me. Seek me while I still may be found. Heed my voice and I will forgive your sins. And perhaps the most life-changing of them all. You shall be holy, for I am holy. Please stand if you're able. And join me in singing verses 1, 2, and 3 of Take Time to Be Holy.
be seated. Bill Blaylock will now join us for the generosity moment. Well, good morning and happy new year. This has been an extremely generous congregation in the last year. We have uh, far surpassed our Lottie Moon goal. We uh, had a goal of $40,000 and we hit over 51,000, so we've done it very well. Amen. It's great to take care of our missionaries, um, but also, um, you know, we've been tracking the building um, 4G giving, and I kept saying, well, we're going to get to $5 million before we reach the end of the year, and with God's grace, we made $5.4 million this week. So we just want to thank you once again for your generosity, and let's pray. Father God, we just... We just thank you for this congregation, Father. We thank you for the obedience and the, the giving that this congregation does, Father. Father, we thank you that you lead us, guide us, and direct us, Father, that we follow you in, in doing what, what you would have us do with the giving that comes from the congregation. Father, as we enter this new year, we just ask that you would take this offering, Father, that you would bless those who give, Father, that you would use this offering totally for your service. Pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Please stand and join us in singing. Brethren, we have... Hold on. <laughs> uh, I do have something to say first.
Thank you, Connie. Happy New Year! You know, it's a different kind of crowd that is here today. Um, some of you came at 8 o'clock for the 8 o'clock early service. And, you know, we're only having two services today, one contemporary at 9, and, and usually we have simultaneous services at 10.30, contemporary over there and traditional here. But uh, some of you might have come here at 8 o'clock expecting a worship service. Anybody do that and you came, had to come back later? And some of you might have come to 10.30 and thought you were going to be over on the other side hearing the praise band, and you, and, and you came in to see how the other half lives, right? <laughs> but we're all here together. We're all family, right? Thank you for worshiping with us, and next week our schedule would be back to normal. But Happy New Year. It has been an incredible year in the Lord, hasn't it? 2023 has been an incredible year. I just want to say thank you to John Flint for leading us in worship today. He's been our worship leader today. <laughs> starting, starting next week, uh, Kevin King, Reverend Kevin King, will be leading worship here in our sanctuary worship services um, while Pastor David is undergoing uh, bone marrow cancer treatments. And so we're grateful for Reverend King's uh, availability and his coming to lead with us starting next week. Uh, Pastor David Elder, you know, he is having the, uh, the bone marrow cancer treatments. We got some good news this week that he is uh, now getting ready to start scheduling toward a bone marrow transplant. That's a milestone. And so that's good news. <laughs> keep your prayers. Keep your prayers coming. I know they appreciate every prayer. Every email that you send to our, our email address we've set up, it's abclovesdavid at gmail.com. If you send it to them, they get to see that, and, uh, and they appreciate every prayer that you send up their way. So it has been an incredible year. You know, we look back at last year, we wonder, uh, we look forward to the new year and look at the back, back part. You know, it's, uh, it's been an incredible year. A lot of good things have happened. In Anastasia, in the last year, uh, we celebrated the 50th anniversary of this church. You remember that? back in February, and, and God has used this church for 50 years of powerful ministry in this community, so that's great. Um, we've broken ground on a new family ministry center, and, and we're praying that's going to be a tool for preschoolers, children, and youth, and families. We're going to reach families in a big way. That has been part of our vision since 2014. We found, finally were able, by the grace of God and your generosity, to break ground on that. Praise the Lord. And progress is being made. Yeah. Um, they have pour, they're pouring the foundation now. Soon you'll start seeing concrete blocks going up, and you'll start seeing where the walls will be on that building. Uh, we also had a, a, a great things happen. Uh, you know, you heard it was, it was ch challenging financially for the first part of the year. But through your generosity, God has blessed us. Uh, toward the end of the year. We're just so thankful for that and, and thankful for you blowing out the water, uh, blowing it out the... Uh, I can't get my metaphors right. <laughs> Hitting it over the park, whatever it is, with the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, okay? God, God was doing some great things, but, but it has been a challenging year. You know, this is a year that uh, it was financially challenging the first part of the year. Uh, it was a year that we had another hurricane hit our area, Hurricane Ian, and some of you had to deal with that very personally. Uh, it was a year in which our worship pastor, David Elder, was diagnosed with bone marrow cancer. And so, uh, uh, you know, it was a challenging year. 
So there, there are some good things and some bad things. I would like to predict what 2023 will be like, okay? Can I give you my 2023 predictions? Okay, this is my prediction. I believe that 2023 is going to be like every year. It's going to be a lot like last year. <laughs> there are going, it's going to be an amazing year, okay? We're going to see God work, and we're going to see him work miracles. I believe that. I'm trusting in the Lord to, to show us miracles in 2023. We're going to see the Lord accomplishing his will in 2023. So it's going to be a great year, but it's also going to be challenging. I believe that this is going to be here when, when my faith is going to be tested, your faith is going to be tested, but also I believe it's going to be a year when the, the faithfulness of the Lord will be proven. And God will use them in powerful ways. Looking forward to that. By the way, I do see Kevin King back there. Kevin, would you raise your hand and let people know who you are? He's going to start leading us in worship next year. We're glad to have you on the Anastasia team. Thank you for being here. He and his lovely wife, Cheryl. So thank you for being here. But, you know, 2023, it's going to be a, a challenging year as well. And, and so as, as we uh, begin this year, the sermon I want to give to you this morning is Facing the New Year. Now, I know it's not real creative. It's a little on the nose for January 1st. But I'm going to call it Facing the New Year. And we're starting a new series. We're starting in John chapter 13. And as we go to Easter, we're looking at John 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17. Those farewell words of Jesus. We're calling this series, Lead Me to the Cross. And we're looking at that. And I want to start with, with John chapter 13. Because see, what was happening as Jesus was giving his farewell words, he was not just preparing the disciples for the Passover. He was preparing them for a new chapter. He was priming them for a new chapter of life in Christ without seeing Jesus personally, physically there. I mean, up until this point, the disciples, they saw Jesus right there, face-to-face, -face, physically. He could, they could touch him. They could talk with him. But he was preparing them now to have life in Christ and follow Christ, but not being able to see his face anymore. But also, he is preparing them to see the greatest miracles that ever happened. I mean, think about this. He was preparing his disciples to see the resurrection. That's amazing. He, he was preparing them to see his ascension. That was when Jesus Christ went from the Mount of Olives and went right back up into heaven. He was, he was preparing his disciples to see the Holy Spirit come down on the believers and the birth of church. I mean, he, he showed them some amazing things. And he was preparing them for some of their greatest challenges. Doubt. Persecution. Death. He was preparing them for the reality of living on the front lines of spiritual warfare with all the stuff that's going on around them. And before he did anything, before he said a single word, the first thing he did was he washed his disciples' feet. That's where I want to pick up the account of the life of Jesus. So would you stand with me, please, in honor of God's word? This is a lengthy passage, I'm going to warn you. A lengthy passage if your feet can't hold up and you need to sit down. I understand you're standing up on the inside, okay? So totally understand that. But this is John chapter 13, starting at verse 1. It says, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus 
knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. And then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. And he came to Simon Peter and said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? And Jesus answered him, what I'm doing, you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. But Peter said, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said to him, the one who's bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was to betray him. That was why he said, not all of you are clean. Uh, when he'd washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, do you understand what I've done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I've given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Now I'm going to move to verse 31. When he'd gone out, this is Judas Iscariot. When Judas Iscariot had gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while I'm with you. You will seek me, just as I said to the Jews. So now I also say to you, where I'm going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. May God bless the reading of his word. Lord Jesus, I ask that you would help us to take in this food for our soul, Lord, and that we would receive it, Lord, and that we would grow and that you'd plant it in us, Lord, and bear fruit. In your precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Maybe may seen him. So... What Jesus said here is, we need to pour out the love. We need, we need to show people love in a very servant kind of way. He, we need to show the love of Christ. Do you know what the opposite of love is? If I were to ask a lot of you what the opposite of love is, if you're like most people, the answer you'll say is hate. Because love and hate are opposites of each other. But can I tell you, that's a misconception. Love, the opposite of love is not hate. Because you see, love and hate are very close to each other. They all have a great deal of passion. And sometimes there's a very fine line between love and hate. As a matter of fact, it's a, it's a very fine line between love and hate. Here's the opposite of love. Apathy. Apathy is the opposite of love. Because apathy is the, the lack of emotion, the lack of passion, the lack of caring. And so the opposite of love is not caring. You know, and, and have you ever been felt like you're overcome with needs. You're going through all this stuff and you feel like people don't care. And when people don't care, you feel like people don't love. You're going through the worst trouble as you're, you're entering in this year, 2023. You feel like Ohio State on New Year's Day. <laughs> you, 
know, you feel like, man, I wish this were a lot better than it is. And when we have our needs and, and other people don't seem to care. And it can be this year of apathy. And sometimes the needs are pouring at you. you. You get need after need and people are just coming to you. They want something over and over and over again. And it gets to be so much. And the only way you can cope is, <laughs> is just sort of throw up your hands and say, I don't care anymore. Well, let me say to you, 2023 could be a year of apathy. It could be the year that you say, I don't care anymore or no one cares about me. But you know, that's not God's plan. God's plan is it's a, a year of love. And how do we combat that apathy? How do we confront that apathy? Well, well, Jesus gave us a clue in verse 31 and 32. He said when he'd gone out, when Judas had gone out, when Judas had gone out to betray Jesus, and Jesus is approaching his rest and torture, and he's facing the cross, he said when he'd gone out, Jesus said, now is the time for the Son of Man to be glorified, okay? Jesus is facing the cross. More ominously, he's preparing to bear the brunt of the most brutal, difficult undertaking ever in the history of the universe. He's going to take all the weight of our sins on us, okay? And, and, and he's going to do it in front of this ungrateful, uh, apathetic, uncaring mob. And he's going to do all this. And Jesus says, now it's the time to praise the Lord. Now it's the time for the Son of Man to be glorified. How can that be? How can that be? Jesus knew, Jesus knew that the antidote to apathy is praise. The antidote to apathy is putting our focus on the Lord, and then everything will, then God will make everything else right. So this is what I say to you in 2023. Confront apathy with renewed praise. Confront apathy with renewed praise. Renew that commitment to praise the Lord. Renew that commitment to put your focus on the Lord and see how good he is. Now, that may sound strange. That may sound strange in the face of, of a hostile and uncaring world, praising God who put us here. You know, but you know, when people see us, when the world out there sees us with a heart and attitude of prayer and praise, and they see the joy in our heart, a world that's trapped in its own meaningless pursuits, when it sees the joy in our hearts, it notices. It notices. Look back when Jesus was crucified. He was crucified. He died on the cross. And after he died on the cross, there was this Roman soldier who was there, who wasn't a Christian. He wasn't a believer. And he looked up and said, surely this is the Son of God. You know, we praise the Lord. People notice. You know, as Christians in later years, tortured by the Romans, they drew the attention of them by praising the Lord while they were being killed. So whatever I face, whatever I face, I don't know what challenges they're going to be. Whatever I'm going to face, I'm going to face them with a renewed commitment to praise the Lord no matter what happens. You know, nothing is going to, nothing is going to stop Jesus from being glorified. And here's what I know. If I put my hand in his, this is Romans 8, 28. Great promise for 2023. Romans 8, 28. For we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. God's not going to cause to seek you pain this year. He's not going to do that. He's not going to try to make life difficult, but here's what God will do. He'll take whatever pain you have. He will leverage it. He will leverage it for your best interest, for your blessing, and for his glory. So I just want to say nothing is going to stop the ongoing glory of Jesus Christ. Nothing is going to stop the praise of Jesus. So what I say is, is get on board, okay? Don't go against the cosmic tide of God's praise. Get on board, because if you don't praise the Lord, you know who's going to cry out? The rocks are going to cry out. 
So we're going to, we want to praise the Lord. So let's confront apathy with praise. Let 2023 be a year of praise. Verse 33 of this passage. Jesus said, little children, yet a while I'm with you. This is the only place in the gospel where Jesus called his disciples little children. The only place. He said, little children, yet a little while I'm with you. You will seek me. And just as I've said to the Jews, so now I also say to you, where I'm going, you can't come. You are the children. Daddy's going to go somewhere, and you have to stay at home. Okay? Have that scenario ever happened in your household? Okay? And the kids all want to come. And, and they responded like that. I mean, I mean, they're saying, what do you mean we can't go with you? We want to be with you. They've been with Jesus. I mean, you are Jesus. You are God. You are Emmanuel. God with us, literally. What do you mean you're not going to be with us anymore? Can you imagine experiencing the physical presence of Jesus day by day and then suddenly not? I mean, suddenly, suddenly you're not not seeing that. It's taken away from you. You know, I've never been in the physical presence of Jesus Christ. I've never had a vision where I've seen Jesus face to face. That's not been part of my spiritual experience, you know. One day I'm going to see him face to face. I know that. But right now it's not been, so I, I can't imagine what it was like for the disciples to see that day after day after day, being in the presence of Jesus and then suddenly realizing uh, that party is over. You know, I, I think we're wired to want to be in the presence of the Lord. We're wired to worship. And one of the struggles is that we, we want to see Jesus, but we can't see him, and we miss his face. I think that's part of our struggle in discipleship. It's that we miss the face of Jesus, and we're having to cope with that. And I believe we're created even to miss the face of Jesus. And how do I, do, how do I deal with that? Well, here's how we deal with that. Handle missing the face of Jesus with fresh expectation of his return. And what I mean is, you're going to see his face. Live with that, live with that anticipation. Knowing I'm going to see the face of Jesus because Jesus is with us. The Bible says Jesus is with you. Jesus said, I will be with you until the end of the age. Jesus is with us. The Holy Spirit uh, is with us. And, and even though we miss the face of Jesus, his presence is here. So, and don't worry, we're going to see his face again. How can I be sure? Well, first, God said we will. And uh, so I know that God is faithful in keeping his promises. And, and the second reason is this. I've read the end of the book. I've read, I've read my Bible cover to cover. I've read the end of the book. You go to the very last chapter in the Bible, Revelation chapter 22. It says in verse 1 through 4, it tells you what's going to happen, what we're going to see in heaven. It says, the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal. Flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb and through the middle of the street of the city, also on the either side of the river, the tree of life. Imagine this huge tree spanning a river with its 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. Excuse me. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations, and no longer will there be anything accursed but the throne of God. And of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship it. And get this, verse 4. They will see his face. We're going to see the face of Jesus. And so how do I deal with not seeing the face of Jesus? I'm just looking forward to it. It's like I'm looking forward to Christmas, okay? It's going to be Christmas. I'm going to see the face of Jesus. And so I'm going to handle missing the face of Jesus by expecting his return. Expecting his return. Now... 
Next thing I want to share with us is that, is that we have to receive the love that Jesus wants to give to us. If I look at verse 34, it says, A new command I give to you, that you love one another, and here's, here's the conditional phrase there, just as I've loved you. Here's how we love people, just as, as he has loved us. You know, we need to let Jesus love us the way we need him to love us. And what that means is sometimes we want to receive love only the way we want to receive love. Have you heard that book about the five love languages and their different love languages? And we usually like to, you know, if we're a gift giver, we like receiving gifts. If we're a words of encouragement type person, we like receiving words of encouragement. And we like to, we like to receive love the way that we like to give love. Well, Jesus has a love language for us. And that love is just his self-sacrificing love. And we need to receive the love of Jesus the way he wants to give it to you, not just the way you want to get it. Am I making sense? Am I making sense? Sometimes the love of Jesus doesn't look like the love of Jesus to us because we're not receptive to the way uh, that, that he's giving it to us. But, but we need to receive Jesus' love the way he expresses his love. So, and what he wants to do is he wants to give all of us a clean start. And so this is the next point. Receive Jesus' gift of a clean start. He wants to give you cleansing. He wants to give you cleansing. A new start in every aspect of your life. How did Jesus show that? Well, he did that by washing, washing their feet. He, before he said a single word, he put a towel around his waist. He knelt down and he washed the disciples' feet. And it says in verse 12, when he'd washed their feet and put on the outer garments and reserved this place, he said to them, do you understand what I've done to you? Do you understand the love that he's trying to share? We don't, we don't wash feet in our church very often, you know. We, as a matter of fact, I, I want to wash someone's foot right now in the service. I, I've asked uh, uh, David to come over here. David, Lord, would you come up? He's one of our deacons. Isn't he gracious to come up here? Would you have a seat right up here? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, David, for coming up here. Appreciate it. And, you know, um, washing feet is not something that we generally do because we tend to want to celebrate the shoes. <laughs> Isn't that right? Don't we like to celebrate the outer covering and the cute boots and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, let me, don't you lift up your feet there. There we go. Take those shoes off. And we like to, we like to celebrate the outer covering, but often... We're embarrassed, we're humbled, we don't think like, man, man, I don't want someone to see my feet. You got nice feet, by the way. <laughs> and it's really, really personal. But you know, that's what Jesus wants to do with each and every one of us. He wants to touch you in a personal way. He wants you to open up past that pretty outer covering. He wants you to let you... He wants you to be cleaned at the most vulnerable spots, the inside spots. And so Jesus, what he did was he poured water on their feet. He washed their feet. And then he said, just as I've loved you, you need to love other people. Thank you, David, for coming up here and being a part of this. Let's give him a word of thanks for doing that. It's a very personal thing, and I appreciate you letting me do that. 
But Jesus said, Jesus said, just as I've loved you, I want you to love other people. He said, I want you to, I want you to be willing to let that outer covering come off and be vulnerable with people. And I want you to make it open and welcoming for other people to be able to, to be vulnerable with you and that they can be safe with you and that you can, and that you can, they can get a clean start by receiving just ministry from you. Jesus said this, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another just as I've loved you. Jesus wants to touch you at the most intimate parts. And then in the overflow of that love that you can touch other people with his life-changing truths. And so I'm praying that this is going to be a year that you receive Jesus' cleansing. You receive Jesus' clean start. And then after that, the last thing I want to share is that you become Jesus' example of love. That's the last point. Become Jesus' example of love. Jesus said this, By this all people will know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another. You know, Jesus takes what needs to be washed and washes it. You know, in 2023, as we face this year, you know, there are going to be challenges that we face, but we're going to face it in the power of Jesus. We're going to face it uh, in his presence. We're going to face it in praise. We're going to face it in anticipation. We're going to face it in his love. But as we face it, God is going to fill you up with all that he wants to fill you up with. And I just say, would you be this conduit of overflowing love of Jesus Christ and let, let Jesus use you to minister to others the way he is ministering to you and make a huge difference. You know, we're, we say we're helping people embrace the life-changing truth of Jesus. Really, we're imperfect people helping other people, other imperfect people embrace the life-changing truth of Jesus. Would you let Jesus... Take the insides and move you to do amazing things. You know, by this, all people know that you're my disciples if you have love one for another. I'm praying that God will bless you this year. In 2023, it's going to be an amazing year. It's going to be a challenging year. But God will use you, and he'll glorify himself. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for this time we've had together. And Lord, in the in these few moments. Lord, we're reminded how you just poured out your love on us. And if there is someone in this room that does not know that deep, deep love, that self-sacrificing love, how much you gave, Lord, I pray that that reality would just sink in right now. Lord, that truth would just be planted in a heart. That someone would, for the first time, realize that, that you love them so much that you gave everything so that they could be in heaven. Lord, I pray for someone here that just thinks that they need to be good enough in order to get to heaven, realizing that, realizing that you've, you are good enough for all of us. We, we're never going to be good enough on our own. And Lord, I pray that there's someone here surrendering that falsehood that we can earn our way into heaven. Lord, I, I, I pray for someone in this room that doesn't feel like they're worthy. And Lord, I pray that, that you would put into their heart the reality that, that they are worthy because you love them and you make us worthy. And Lord Jesus, I pray that as we move into this year of 2023, we would be powerful witnesses to your love and power. In your precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. I invite you to stand right now. We're coming to a time of response. If God's calling you to come forward, whether it's to be a member or to present yourself for baptism, what an amazing step of faith.
uh, or, or God's calling you to, to come forward, to pray about any issue, the altar is open, let God speak to you as we, as we stand and as we sing. As we depart, receive your blessing from God's word. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Go out now in the, secure, in the security that comes from knowing that God goes with you. And all God's people who committed to doing this said, Amen. Thank you.